episode number 117 of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by Brett Colson, where we run down all the big bets, all the big news, all the big happenings in this crazy gambling industry. Guys, we're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Go in, subscribe, rate, and review. We do appreciate all of the support at the Lions US, at PlayPix US. For the main accounts, and if you want to follow me and Brett, at Brett Colson, at Matt Brown. M2. We will give you the quick hits on the other sports, but mainly we're going to look at the NFC North today. Uh, come back to you tomorrow with a golf preview and then a little bit later in the week with another division here in the NFL as we rattle through all of these before the season gets going. If you want to try and get down and take advantage of some of these lines that are out there and guys will talk about the differences here at the various sports books. And if you live in a Jersey or a driving distance of a Jersey or a Pennsylvania or a Colorado or any of these states that are coming online, even in Illinois right now, Brett, I mean, we're, we're kind of pointing things out right now. Whenever we're doing these previews, what we're trying to do for the listeners out here, and I hope it's really working, is finding the best place to go and get the best, the very best number on all of these, which is, I mean, we talk about this time and time again about shopping, but I mean, right now it is prime for the pick, and there's so many different books that are out there these numbers, I mean, they're, they are very, they're, they're drastically different from book to book right now in the futures market. Yeah. And it's exciting too, because this is the first time some of these States will have a legal market for the NFL, Indiana, Colorado, and, and there are going to be uh, a lot of, you know, varying prices, varying promotions. So again, take advantage of everything there is out there to, to, on offer, compare what a DraftKings has versus a FanDuel versus a bet rivers. If you're in one of these States and you could really get your bankroll off, bankroll off to a good start from week one. Yeah, I mean, it is it is no doubt about it, guys. I mean, these are free bets, free money offers, and then also just drastically different futures markets as far as the lines go. We'll point some of those out to you if you want to get down on them. But let's kick things off here with a quick look at the other sports. The Lakers, Clippers, Bucks all advance, but the Bucks drop game one to the Heat on Monday night, Brett. Um Jimmy Butler in this whole Jimmy this this whole this whole playoff Jimmy thing I used to laugh at it and then like every single time he is in the playoffs this for whatever reason this guy becomes like a top 10 NBA player just magically overnight every time the playoffs roll around and here we go on a Monday night game one against the Bucks and playoff Jimmy shows up yet again is this part of the Bucks strategy just <laughs> to punt game ones and then just you know use that as ambition and just to get over like what 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 is going on i actually i thought they played pretty well yesterday i thought the heat were just unbelievable yesterday yeah. and yeah. so i mean they they earned that win i did come back on the bucks at uh at minus four uh it's already to minus four and a half so a lot of people were coming back on the bucks uh early for that game that's going to be on wednesday night so i did do that i think there'll be a pretty big bounce back here i mean the Giannis played about as poor a game as you're ever going to see him play, and they didn't get routed. So uh, I'll go yeah. ahead and back the Bucks here in that one. Uh, we'll have a game seven with the Thunder and Rockets as well. That takes place on Wednesday night. Right now, as we sit, Rockets five point favorites in that one. Uh, this will be for all of the marbles here. The Rockets went in as about a minus one seventy five favorite in that series, Brett. And two different games that they have dropped. They have had the lead late. It has slipped away from them with the Thunder team just continuing to to chug along as the Rockets turn the ball over, take ill-advised shots. And Russell Westbrook last night uh, on a Monday night 
runs down the court, tries to make almost like a no-look pass, throws the ball out of bounds. That ended their chances, the Rockets, of, uh, of any chance of winning that game. And I'll tell you, we said this from the get-go with this Rockets team. So goes their shooting, so goes this team. And if they are turning the ball over like they were, seven turnovers for Westbrook, five turnovers for Harden, and you, you, with the way, the nature of the way that they play the game, they need to be able to get off a shot every time down the court because they're basically firing off threes every time. So they have to like take as many threes as possible so that you have as many opportunities for them to go in the bucket as possible. And when you're giving the team the ball without being able to take a shot as many times as they did, it, it, it what happened to them on Monday night is what's going to happen to them repeatedly. And so uh, it's, I don't know, man, this, this, this Thunder team is scrappy. They are, and and with the, with the Rockets, it, it's logic, right? You make more shots, you're going to score more points, you're going to win. But with them, yeah, you're right. It makes the way they play basketball. They they have to hit their outside shots. They are run and shoot. They are not going to beat anybody inside on the boards. So yeah, if they're not making shots, and God, we we talk about we just talked about playoff Jimmy, playoff Russ. The guy is out of control, man. He just I don't know what it is. During, in the playoffs, the guy just has, has has no track record in the playoffs, and and Harden is kind of the same way. So it's there's a there's a trend here. So yeah. it's you know we they were a scary team coming into the playoffs, but you have to remember that this these guys just have not won. So yeah, I I, I kind of like the Thunder here in Game Seven. I'm telling you, can't cannot wait for that one to uh, to go down in the golf world. The BMW Championship, Brett. I think the best way to describe that is it was very hard. It was an incredibly difficult course. It was, uh, I mean, the best players in the world, everybody was struggling with this course, and we got a classic, classic finish. I don't know if you could have asked for a better finish than we got in the BMW Championship, and with that, we talk about the best young players in the game all the time, and I think sometimes we kind of leave John Rahm out because he looks like he's 40, but uh, he's 25, guys. Like, John Rahm is 25 years old so he is right there in that same conversation when we talk about all the young guns that are in golf right now forget the fact that he's a big burly looking dude like he's he's 25 years old and he makes a putt that had a 1.7 percent uh, make percentage on it to win the bmw championship in a playoff against dustin johnson who had made a bomb putt of his own to even get into the playoff the level of golf we are getting in the bubble uh, i mean in the during the pandemic right now uh, Brett is just off the charts. I didn't watch much of this tournament until Sunday. You know, once we once we get into the NFL season, my interest in golf wanes, which is unfortunate because that's right in the heart of the FedEx Cup playoffs with, you know, the best players competing for millions and millions of dollars. Golf has the same problem as MLB in that respect. Like NFL is king at this time of the year. Nobody really, nobody really pays attention to, to the baseball and golf playoffs. But man, the, yeah, you're right. The sport continues to serve us incredible moments on Sundays. It, the Rom DJ battle was, was reminiscent of Justin Thomas Morikawa at the workday just a couple months ago, just draining impossible long putts, going shot for shot, forcing a playoff, just incredible, memorable moments that are so good for the game. Just, just imagine if we had galleries for these moments. Yeah. Like we talked about how we, we don't really miss the galleries, but on Sunday they are, noticeably absent especially when these things happen so yeah i wish we we did have a, a crowd there uh but the reactions from dj and rom in those moments were we don't usually see those especially from dj so i mean golf has been awesome on sundays the past few weeks months we 
obviously talk mostly sports betting here. We do hit on fantasy sports stuff, as you know. This is fantasy implications, but also sports betting implications as well. If you had any futures that were down, any kind of anything like that. But the Jaguars and Leonard Fournette have finally decided to part ways. Actually, I don't think Leonard Fournette really had anything to do with it. The Jaguars went ahead and released Leonard Fournette. He has, as of taping, as as of recording of this podcast on Tuesday morning, had not found a new home yet, but there will be someone who is going to sign Leonard Fournette. He's still young. He's only 25 years old. There is, uh, there's still a lot of, of, uh, of yards left in those legs. So someone's certainly going to take a shot on him. There are several early kind of people out there that people are pointing at where it makes a lot of sense, but, but I gotta be honest with you. I don't know if there's any, in my opinion, I don't know if there's like a, a really big favorite in this, because when you take a look, there are, there are definitely some teams who signed some older kind of uh, plotter type running backs that do you, if, even if you feel that, that Fournette doesn't fit the current climate of how running backs are having success in the NFL, I mean, he is, he's every bit, I mean, he's better than LaShawn McCoy. He's better than yes. Frank Gore. He's better than what, so like any of these teams that sign these kind of veteran guys, you know, will they look to kind of cut ties with some of these guys and bring in a Fournette? It's pretty interesting to see where he might land because there's everywhere from speculation that he might get a starting gig in some of these other places to, hey, he's going to be a split carry guy moving forward. But if you had uh, if you had anything on Leonard Fournette in best ball, if you had anything on Leonard Fournette from a keeper standpoint in fantasy, I think it's uh, best time to cut your losses <laughs> when it comes to all of that. Yeah, and my take on Fournette is he's just not a good running back. Like, the guy has little to no juke or shake. It's just straightforward. And he has amazing straight-line speed, but he needs to get to the second level to even display that. Um, and it's clear that GMs around the league feel the same way because the Jags apparently couldn't even get a second, uh, seventh-round pick for him at uh, his $4 million a uh, year salary. I If I had to bet, I, th- I think he could end up with the Patriots just looking at what they have in that depth chart right now. Which is Sonny not Michelle good. Is, yeah. So yeah, Sonny Michelle is hurt. Damian Williams hasn't practiced in two days. They have nobody. They, they have Rex Burkhead, Burkhead and James White, and James White isn't that guy who's going to run through, you know, run up the middle, run through the tackles. So I, I would... We know Belichick will... Sign guy or sign guys like this. He's yeah. done it before. He just did it last year with AB. So that's where I think he's going to land. But there are there are a lot of options. You know, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, uh, Cincinnati, depending on what happens with Joe Mixon and his migraines. Yeah, I mean, there's there's. I think that all three of those teams you just mentioned. I mean, there's you could basically kind of draw a line to how it works with all those teams, right? I mean, uh, Tampa yeah. Bay. Tampa Bay is in a win this year mode. I mean, you have a 43 year old quarterback. You went and pulled a tight end out of retirement. There's a, a playmakers at wide receiver. So they are in win right this second. I mean, to the point where they went and, and signed LaShawn McCoy, where, as you as you, we both said, like whether you whether you think Leonard Fournette is, is quote-unquote good or not, he's definitely better than LaShawn McCoy, right? I mean, so it's like, you know, do you go ahead, you just eat a little bit more money and bring in a guy that's definitely more talented than, than LaShawn McCoy is. So, yeah, there, there's a lot. in the Eagles, we've seen that LeGarrette Blunt role. You mentioned the Patriots. I mean, kind of the same thing with the Eagles. We've seen them use this two-back system a lot. Jordan Howard is now out of town. So does that create kind of an opening for that two-headed monster that the Eagles really like to do there, you know? Maybe. Miles Sanders is so good, though. Miles Sanders is as three down back as it gets. The guy is so good in pass protection. I could just see him playing. But that's not the way the Eagles operate, though. Right. I mean, that's just they just haven't. So, yeah, that'll, that would be interesting if they did add Fournette. 
All right, guys, we will uh, we'll have a full podcast later in the week here as things progress in all the other sports. But let's go ahead and hit the NFC North right here as you're trying to get down your futures bets before we head into the 2020 NFL season. If you look at the NFC North, could be one of the more competitive divisions in all of the NFL because there is a case to be made for nearly every team in this division. Um, if you take a look here, the NFC, if you're talking about winning the NFC overall, the Bears 21 to 1 at FanDuel is going to be the best price you're going to get. The Packers 14 to 1 at FanDuel is the best price you're going to get. Lions are 35 to 1 at FoxBet. That is the best price out there. And then the Vikings 13 to 1 at FoxBet. That's the best price you're going to find on that Vikings team. If you look at the division in general, Vikings plus 165 at FanDuel is the best number. Packers 190 at FanDuel. Bears 375 at FoxBet. And then you can get the Lions at plus 550 at DraftKings and FoxBet. And Brett, I think this is something that will be revealed a little bit later here in the podcast when we get to the Detroit Lions. But you and I mm -hmm. both are uh, pretty bullish on this team, I think. And, oh, yeah. you know, five and a half to one. For them to come out of this division with a team in the Bears, which we'll talk about next, that doesn't even have a starting quarterback as of right now, get past a Packers team that gave Aaron Rodgers no help in the offseason, and then a Vikings team that has uh, you know, lost a bunch of, of, of key contributors on that team as well. If I was taking a flyer in all of these futures bets for any of these divisions, I think the Lions would be my favorite one. Yeah. I have. I got them early too. <laughs> I got them at eight to one. Ah. Many several times. I okay, so here's how much I love the Lions. I've driven to Pennsylvania twice just to get money down on the Lions <laughs> at Fox Bet. They were just sitting there at eight to one to win this division. I'm like, what? What is going on? Why is this line not moving? But yeah, they I am heavily invested in Detroit this year. Let's start out with the Bears because this is probably the team that we're least excited about here in this division. If you want to get the Bears at the Super Bowl, 44 to 1 is the best number you're going to get on them, and that's over at FanDuel. So if you do want to be holding a Bears ticket, our new betters out there in Illinois that are listening, you can get the Bears at 44 to 1 at FanDuel. Um, Brett, that's fine. I think if you're a fan, if you want to be holding a Bears ticket at 44 to 1, that's a, you know, again, you don't have to bet very much to win a lot with a ticket like that, but nothing that I would even be coming close or sniffing in my account for sure. Hey, maybe, maybe there are still Trubisky truthers out there. All those guys who bet on Trubisky to win the uh, MVP last year, maybe they're, they're still believers that he can lead them to the promised land this year. There's got to be a few out there. There's got to be a few. You're correct. We'll leave it with that. There's got to be a few out there. Uh, as far as the win total goes, DraftKings is listing two different numbers, actually. Uh, this There's a couple of teams that they've done this on, and this is one of them. So they have a 7.5 and, and they have an 8.5 that are listed. At the 7.5, if you want over, you're paying minus 130. At the 8.5, if you want the over, you're getting plus 163. If you want to bet the under on the seven and a half, you're getting plus 107. If you want to bet the under on the eight, eight and a half, you got to lay minus one. I mean, you got to lay minus 200 on that one, Brett. So DK listing two different numbers, whereas FanDuel and FoxBet are coming in at both eight flat. If you wanted the over on the eight flat, you go over to FanDuel at plus 110. If you want the under, minus 120 over at FoxBet. I love the alternate win totals, man. Because if you have a really strong conviction, you could just pile pile the alternate alternate number, and you can get a pretty good price. 
no, there's definitely no doubt about it. I mean, it's uh, if you take a look, according to Warren Sharp, sixth easiest schedule on uh, in the NFL. They get the Giants, they get the Panthers, they get the Texans, they get the Jags. So, I mean, if we're going by just kind of on paper, right, those are all on paper wins. So now we're looking at, at four wins for this team, you know, again, on paper, that those are all all games that they should win. But you start going a little bit deeper with this Chicago team. And, Brett, I mean, I don't know. I guess for me, in a season that is already so incredibly crazy with uncertainty, it is very, very hard for me to want to back a team that said they are not even going to tell us who is playing quarterback until week one actually gets here because they haven't made a decision. That's the thing. I mean, this this team has failed because of poor quarterback play for years now with a defense that was legit eighth in team defense DVOA last year, first in 2018. This is still a very good defense. And the problem is, yeah, we don't know who the starting quarterback for the Bears is. Now we're hearing that Nick Foles is the favorite to win the job. Like, I don't know how this team is any better than it was at this time last year. If you bring in a veteran like Foles and he can't beat Trubisky easily for this job when Trubisky has been a disaster since day one. Yeah, I, I you know, they 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 brought in Jimmy Graham. If you think that that's an upgrade for this team, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. At this point, um, they did not even have a first round pick in the draft this year. So that's another thing that you're kind of looking at as far as as far as that goes. I mean, we don't even have any numbers that we can give you because they're they they're, the books have all pulled it down because there's no indication as to who's going to be the starter. So literally the only way you bet the quarterbacks here for Chicago is it's who's going to be the, the week one starter. So at DraftKings, Foles minus 167, Trubisky plus 130. And then Tyler Bray is, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Plus 5,000. If you want to, you know, if you want to bet Tyler Bray, I can't imagine that that's, you know, anything that you want to be doing, but um, yeah, I mean, that's how we're, that, that's how we're sitting right now with this team to make the playoffs. Yes. Plus 162, no minus 178. Um, I, look, I don't think that they even do well within the division, much less in the overall grand scheme of things here. So if I were to bet anything on this team, I would be leaning towards the no of making the playoffs. You do got to lay the 178, Brett, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think this Bears team has a pretty decent chance to struggle this year, and I'm not looking to... I think I would be looking to fade more than anything. Yeah, I'm with you. I have this team rated as the worst in what will be a very close contested division, though. I could see all four of these teams winning this division. You can't say that about... I don't think you can say that about any other division. Maybe the, well, not because the Jags are really bad. So even the AFC South is no. So yeah, I, I, this is probably the the closest division for me. And it's weird to say that a year after the Packers and Vikings totally dominated this division. But I see regression from the top and I see positive regression from the bottom. And the Bears might be able to take advantage if they can get something consistent from the quarterback position. That's, we'll see. And again, no, uh, we can't bet any any player props, any kind of anything like that again. So uh, don't think that we're just glossing over that with this team. It's just they're not available because yeah. with so much uncertainty, they're not out there listed at the books. Where we will find some player props we'll talk about here is the Green Bay Packers. Now, very little offseason splashes for this team other than drafting a quarterback in the first round and a running back in the second round, Brett. I mean, it's like... Aaron Rodgers has been screaming from a mountaintop. Please, please get me some help here. I need help. And what do they do? Instead, they go out and draft a guy to replace him. And in the second round, could have gotten, there were, you and I were doing a live draft show. 
there were a lot of running back, I mean, a lot of wide receivers that were left over that could have been drafted in the second round for this team. And instead, they decided to go running back in A.J. Dillon. So I, I just gave him absolutely no help whatsoever, which might lead to the fact that if we look at this Green Bay Packers team, you can get the Packers. We are talking a team that was 13 and three last year, Brett. You can get them to win the Super Bowl at FanDuel at 31 to one. They were 20 to one at this time last year, and they were coming <laughs> off a pretty bad season. So what? Yeah, what does that tell you about the the support the Packers are getting right now, or lack of, lack thereof? It's just, I mean, I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, one of the guys that if you talk about just pure talent and probably one of the most talented quarterbacks that you and I of our generation that we're watching and everything like that, and instead we're going to sit here and what we're going to be talking about when it all comes down to it is 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 this guy not getting any help and this guy, you know, being in a situation where He's getting wasted. His prime years getting absolutely wasted here. They didn't do anything. We talk about the draft. They hardly did anything in free agency or anything like that either. So it's uh it's no no doubt that when we when we're taking a look at win totals here, eight and a half for a team that won 13 games last year, eight and a half at DraftKings and Foxbet. If you want the over, you are laying 133 at Foxbet. You're getting plus 113 at DraftKings if you want the under. On that eight and a half, it's a nine flat over at FanDuel, plus 120, minus 140 on the under with the nine flat here. Um, you know, neutral when it comes to schedule difficulty, according to Warren Sharp, they come in at 15th, when it, so not, not any easier, not any harder than the typical schedule out there. But how do you lean here on this team when we're getting, we're getting eight and a half, so we get, there's a nine flat out there as well? It's just hard for me to support a team that refuses to give their quarterback help in the passing game. Like they've just done nothing to put a piece next to Devontae Adams to open things up for Rodgers. And I I don't get it. I, I don't know why you'd think that your team is set after they just got steamrolled in the NFC championship NFC championship game last year. But you could see the frustration from Rodgers and the inability of this offense to move the chains against a great defense. And I don't see how they're going to get any better this year uh, with a with a backup quarterback and A.J. Dillon when they're already, I mean, they already have two good running backs. Jamal Williams is great in pass pro. He's a great third down back. And you've got Aaron Jones, who is phenomenal. Yeah. What, are you, what do you do with A.J. Dillon this year? He's just going to sit. Yeah, I just, I didn't get they it. They didn't improve. At, at all. And, and then you take a look at the schedule here. So it's not really very easy here. I mean, four of the first five games are against teams that are projected to be at least 500 or better in the season and that is the the Vikings the Saints and the the Falcons we have the the Lions that are in there as well then you have the Tampa Bay Bucks and then you take a look at this six game stretch from week eight to 13 where it's Vikings Niners now the Jags are in there but then Colts Bears Eagles so I mean look they won nine of ten one score games last year Brett that is being on the right side of variance for sure I actually lean pretty heavily to the under on that nine flat that you're getting there at FanDuel. And I honestly lean pretty good on the no as far as to make the playoffs. You're getting plus 115 on the no over at Foxbet where you got to lay minus 129 at DraftKings. I think there's a decent chance that this Packers team ends up third in this division. I think they will. Honestly, I it, it, uh, 
of all the teams in the NFL this year, this is the team I'm backing most on unders and nos on the playoffs. And, you're, and we're getting plus money on that backwards. Yeah. yeah. And we're getting plus money on that over at Fox bet as well. So, I mean, like we're getting plus money on the no, um, look, Aaron Rodgers, if he were to take this team like, that we just talked about, that got basically gave him no help whatsoever on the playmaker side of things. And they go 13 and three again, maybe we're talking Aaron Rodgers in the MVP conversation. If that's the case, this is where we talk about this. Uh, we talked about it at the top of the show, but again, 20 to one at Fox bet. 23 to one at FanDuel, but 30 to one at DraftKings. So, I mean, exponentially bigger payout over at DraftKings for Aaron Rodgers on the MVP side of things. So if you want to go that route, the difference between 20 to one and 30 to one, I don't have to tell you. So be sure and take the 30 to one that is over at DraftKings. And this is one of the examples here, Brett, of, of the, the big disparity in these futures markets between the, the books out there. Yeah, I can't be. I can't get behind an Aaron Rodgers MVP, but uh, if you do like him, definitely shop around because yeah, th- there there are some discrepancies here in the market. Passing yards for Aaron Rodgers. If you want the over thirty eight fifty and a half over at DraftKings. If you want the under thirty nine forty nine and a half over at Fox Bet. He threw for four thousand two yards last season, Brett. He threw for forty four forty two. In 2018, he did play all 16 mm-hmm. games in both of those seasons. So he eclipsed the 38.50 and a half that you would be paying over at DraftKings if you wanted to go that route in the last two seasons, neither of which where he was surrounded by a bunch of talent. And it is Aaron Rodgers. He was able to get it done. And this was also, let's add, in a season where they went 13 and three, if we believe that this team is going to regress, if we think they're going to take a step back, this kind of goes back to if you've listened to our previous podcast, whenever yeah. we have 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 you know talked about some of these numbers here, barring health. Now there's always the health question that's that's out there. But if we think this team's going to be worse, he threw for four thousand yards last year. He threw for forty four hundred the year before. We're getting thirty eight fifty at DraftKings, and if they're going to be worse, they're going to be throwing more. I mean, if I if I was playing this, I would be playing the over the thirty eight fifty. I'm with you. You're probably going to need what. 14 at least 14 games to hit this number but if they're in a lot of negative game flow which we didn't see last year they rode aaron jones to the ground yes. last year as yes. they should have right. he was awesome and they were winning football games uh they were in a lot of close football games but still they, a lot of aaron jones last year we don't see it happening this year so they're gonna have to throw the football around that's kind of why i know i love Devonte adams this year i think he's gonna get yeah. he could get 175 targets this year yes they, they're gonna have no choice it, it, and you know, again, hopefully he stays healthy because, yeah, he could just he could put up monster, monster numbers. You talked about Aaron Jones and him being kind of a workhorse there. Here's another chance for, you know, make sure you're getting the best number. If you want the over, you're getting 950 and a half at DraftKings and you're only laying minus 106. If you want the under you over on Fox bet, it's 1049 and a half, but you're laying minus 120 here. Um Brett, I, I'm I'm steering clear of this one, but I understand why it's juiced at Fox Bet on the under because of everything that we just mentioned from how, one, how we think this team's going to go. There is other people to feed, and they added another person to feed there in the backfield as well. Uh, I would lean towards the under here, but it's probably a no play for me. Yeah, the question is, do they... I mean, are they? did they draft A.J. Dillon to be the, the running back of the future? And if that's the case, do they just run... Aaron Jones 
to into the ground in his contract year and then have a fresh AJ right. Dillon next year. Like I don't know I don't know how they're going to approach this, but I they're not going to run as often as they did last year. I just don't see it happening. So I would lean under well, you know with the uncertainty and what they're going to do at running back. But I could see it going over too. I would stay away from this one. Uh, Devonte Adams, though, we are looking at Devonte Adams here. The number of eleven fifty and a half at DraftKings is uh, where you'd want to head for the over. If you were looking at the under on Devonte Adams, you would head over to FoxBet, where you would get twelve forty nine and a half. And Brett, this is kind of a we. It's kind of a common theme here. It seems like there's about a hundred yard difference in a lot of these futures between DraftKings and FoxBet, and so. A lot of times, if you're looking at the over, you're going to head over to DraftKings. And a lot of times, if you're looking at the under, you want to go and check out that number over at FoxBet. Definitely. Yeah. I. This is a pretty big one, isn't it? Doesn't that seem large? Yeah. 100 yards? Yeah. I mean, look, I'll put it this way. There's a lot of projections that are out there. And this is always, this is always taking into consideration that the guy is going to play 16 games. I mean, no one is going to put out projections of, of him only playing 12 because he has to miss four games. But, you know, a 16-game projection, the numbers I'm seeing out there for Devontae Adams are everywhere from 1,300 all the way up to low 1,400s as far mm-hmm. as projections. So uh, far out kicking this 1150 and a half over at DraftKings. If you were looking to get down on that, again, this is all about health. This is all about uh, being able to be out there for as many games as it takes to get to that number. But if you look at Devontae Adams and you look at the way and you look at the way that this offense we think is going to play out, I mean, he got a thousand yards last year, Brett, in 12 games, right? So you're talking if he can play even 15 games, even if he plays 15, if he even after misses, he misses a game for an ankle or a knee, maybe even 14 games, that 11.50 is still within striking distance. He's so freaking good too, man. I like I don't care. I don't care if they don't have anybody to take attention away from. Him. He still gets open. He's just, he might be the best route runner in the NFL. He gets open and he makes plays. Like they have nobody else who can really do that in the passing attack. So he's gonna. They're just gonna have no choice but to feed him as many times as possible. So I love the overs on Devontae this year. Let's take a look here at the Detroit Lions. And guys, we're going to go ahead right now. A love fest for this Detroit Lions team here. Um, Listen, they were pretty active in the offseason as well. They signed Desmond Trufant, Jamie Collins. They signed a new right tackle. They drafted Jeff Okuda, DeAndre Swift. I mean, like, they went and addressed problems that they had on this team from both sides of the ball um, it, through free agency and through the draft. Really impressed with how they went about everything. Uh, big, big difference here in Super Bowl odds, and this is one of the biggest ones that is out there, guys. So be sure, be sure, if you're doing this, Listen to what we're saying here. 60 to 1 at DraftKings, 66 to 1 at FanDuel, 75 to 1 at FoxBet. It is a massive, massive payout difference if you want to be holding a Lions Super Bowl ticket. So again, 75 to 1 at FoxBet is where you're going to want to go and get down. Now, Brett, as, as, as much as I love this team, I don't love them enough where I think that they have what it takes to get through a a Saints, a Chiefs, uh, a Ravens, uh, you know, uh, even a Colts who were very high on. Like, I don't know if they have it have that much in them to where I would be willing to put down a Super Bowl ticket. That being said, at seventy five to one, 
maybe it's worth a maybe it's worth a fifty dollar flyer or something. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about that one. I I talked about the Browns last week as one of my favorite bets coming into the year. I do have a Super Bowl ticket on them. I think they are good enough at forty to one. The 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 Lions. I just don't see it. I don't think there's enough talent on this team. I think they're certainly good enough to win this division. And I have, like I said, I have a lot of exposure to them already on that. But yeah, the 75 to one, I'm still thinking about. I, it's a good price. If if they're going to be as good, if they make the playoffs like we think they are, that's a good price for a team that's going to make the playoffs. But is their ceiling high enough to where they can beat the Niners, the Saints, I and the Chiefs? I just, I don't see it. Although they did play pretty well with the Chiefs last year, that was that right. was a nice little preview, potential preview. But I, yeah, I, I'm still considering the 75 to one. But I think I still think there's a lot of value on this team in other markets. The win total here is sitting at six and a half at both DraftKings and FoxBet. Now, there are other people out there who share our affinity for this Detroit Lions team because if you want the over, you're going to have to lay 138 at FoxBet. I still think that that is a bet that I would be looking at. The under plus 118. At DraftKings, the number is a seven flat. At FanDuel, if you want the over, it is minus 115. If you want the under, it is minus 105 here. Brett, we're looking at a Lions team with the eighth easiest schedule, according to Sharp Football. So my question to you is, does this team take that step that we're talking about? I mean, they could actually surprise people, and they could be heading into week four against the Saints, Three and zero. I mean, they play the Bears, Packers, and Cardinals to start out the season. And if they're better, like we think they're going to be better, they could be heading into Week Four against the Saints as a three and zero team. Yeah. Meanwhile, you've got some teams in this division that start pretty. I mean, they have some tough starts to their schedule. So yeah, I, I could definitely see the the Lions out in the lead in this division in the first quarter of the season. I think they're good enough to. The week one game is huge. If, if they don't beat the Bears, I think that's a sign of, okay, yeah. maybe, uh, I mean, it's only one game, but still, like, that's a big game right out of the gate. So that's, you know, I will have money on that game for sure. Because <laughs> I, I just don't, th- I don't think the, the market is respecting the Lions. I just, you, nobody bets on this team. You, you look, just look on social media. Any mention of the Lions, you see how people feel about this team. Because it's been driven in people's heads. They've seen it year after year. They just don't get it done. But I'm, we see it this year. Like, this is a, this is different. There's talent on this team. All these picks over the years are finally here. They look healthy. TJ Hawkinson back. You know how I feel about DeAndre Swift. They had Jeff Okuda in the draft. There there are very few leaks in this roster, but people just refuse to look at what they have. They just look at what's happened over the years. There's all that stigma around them. But there's this is a good squad, man. I just you know you worry about the coaching. Matt Patricia has not that's shown the, an ability to out coach anybody. You stole it from me right there. I was like the only thing I don't yeah. like about this team is the guy that's running it. Like so that's that's literally the only thing I don't like about this team. Yeah, I mean I mean like we're, we're talking about six and a half though. You still have games against the Jags, Washington, Panthers. I mean the Texans in theory could be bad. The Falcons, everybody thinks they're kind of going to bounce back, but maybe not. Maybe they'll. Maybe they're still bad as well. I, seven games to me is very, 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 very attainable for this Lions team. I did get, uh, you know, we hate to sit here and brag about numbers that we got that aren't available anymore because people that are listening to this, yeah, but sorry, but you know, I, I got on the over on this when it was a better price than one thirty-eight. But like, let's 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 just evaluate it at the number that it is right now. Even at 138, I still think that there is 
I'll put it this way. If you wait another week and a half, if you wait another week, it would not surprise me if this was at 150. Man, yeah. Yeah. I think people are going to look at this team and look at this division and realize, and even look at the schedule of theirs and realize that there's real potential for this team to not just get to seven, but maybe even an eight and eight, nine and seven type season. Yeah. And I, th- I feel like the word's starting to get out on the lines now. Like smart people are like, hey, uh, this is a really like this is a really good paper roster. There's a lot of talent on yeah. this team, and they they put together they done a good job building this team. They are they are very solid on both sides of the football now. Um, so th- I think this is the year they take that leap. I think it's coming to make the playoffs. My favorite bet in my account: yes, plus two fifty at FoxBet. No, minus three ten at FanDuel. So yes, you are getting plus two fifty at FoxBet on the yes for this Lions team. Brett, love having this one in my account. I don't know. Maybe I might hit this thing two or three more times. <laughs> I'm considering this one too. Um, yeah, it's that's a pretty good price, man. Yeah, it is. It is beautiful. Love it. Again, I think that there's a real chance that they could win this division. Matthew Stafford, if you want him as MVP. Now, if they take this gigantic leap forward like we are talking about, this is one of the things we talk about if you listen to our baseball preview. Whenever we bet these futures, we like to be able to draw a scenario up where this happens, right? Well, it is a very easy arrow to draw Matthew Stafford to the MVP because if the Lions, who are projected to win six and a half games by everyone out there, finish third, if not last, well, actually worst odds in the division, so last in the division, if they were to win this division and make the playoffs, well, Matthew Stafford is going to be having a monster season along the way to make that happen. 40 to one at DraftKings. 44 to 1 at FanDuel, but 55 to 1 at FoxBet on an MVP bet on Matthew Stafford. So again, if you if you want to have that ticket, 55 to 1, a huge, huge difference between DraftKings and FoxBet out there. He's the best quarterback in this division now, right? Like we we love Rodgers and what he's done over the years, but I don't I think Stafford's a better quarterback than Rodgers right now. It, there's there's a definitely an argument at least to be made, you know, and, and this really goes into I think some of these numbers that we're looking at here on these futures markets for Matthew Stafford passing yards, the over is at 4,040 and a half yards at Fox bet. If you want the under 41, uh, 4,100 and a half at DraftKings. So there's only a 60 yard kind of buffer right there between the two at those two books. So you're going to hit the over at Fox bet. You're going to hit the under at DraftKings, but guys, he was averaging 312 yards a game before he went down last season he led the NFL in average depth of target last year now he had a down 2018 but again this was that was under a different offensive scheme where he threw for 3,777 yards but if you look at the seven seasons prior to that Brett he has thrown for at least 4,250 yards in all seven seasons prior to that 2018 season and was on pace to just destroy that last year before he got hurt I know this says like this, this does feel like we're leaning towards probably more overs than we should. Um, That does not mean all these bets are in our accounts. I will say this. I actually really, really, really like the over here. uh, The 40, 40 at Fox bet on Matthew Stafford. I think this Lions offense rolls. If he gets hurt again, it is what it is. That's the risk you take when you bet, when you, when you play these uh, futures tickets, but boy, he was on fire last year. He was, and that this one I'm not so sure about. 
The one thing I thought I would see from the Lions last year under Daryl Bevel as you know, the play caller was he, this guy has been run first play calling his entire career. So I thought the Lions were going to run more last year with uh, on Johnson. We did not see that early on. Uh, they threw the ball a lot. My question is if they are leading in games in the second half, like we expect them to be this year, are they going to be running the football more of what I expected last year? I just don't know. I think we're going to see them score a lot. So I would love like over on Matt Stafford touchdowns, but passing yards, I'm not sure. Yeah. So that's where we're going right here. So 25 and a half at both FanDuel and Fox bet. If you want the over, you're only laying 102 at FanDuel. So um, the unders even over at Foxbet. The number jumps up to 26 and a half at DraftKings, which is 110 on both sides. And we were just talking about how he was just destroying last year. He had 19 touchdowns through eight games. Now, that I, he is not going to mirror what was happening last year. But just to give you an idea of the playmakers on this team, the idea that this team could really take a step forward here. 19 touchdowns through eight games last year. He has a healthy Galladay. He has a healthy Marvin Jones. You got an Am- you got a uh, you got a Amendola that's a chain mover for you there. The big question, does Hawkinson take that next step? I was reading an article just yesterday where they were very pleased with what he was doing in practice. Now I I, I don't know if you've noticed this as well, Brett, with the lack of preseason games and kind of the lack of reporting coming out of the camps. You you don't really get too many negative stories, though. Like, everything is like, right. oh, like oh, we, we're very pleased with this and that, and everyone's doing great, great. And every, yeah, everyone's great, and everyone's in the best shape of their life, and everyone's whatever, like, because there's no proof otherwise. So it's kind of like, so it's kind of a little different when, when we're looking at it. But that being said, there was at least saying Hawkinson has looked really, really great with all of that. Um, so 25 and a half, and you can get the over at reduced juice, minus 102 over at FanDuel on that, Brett. Um, I, I'm kind of with you. Maybe maybe the play isn't the yards. Maybe the play is the touchdown passes. That's where I would go. I'm definitely not going to touch the yards. I If I do get a bet down on Stafford props other than MVP, I think touchdowns I would go over. I think they're going to score a lot this excited this is an off the offense that really excites me coming into the year I think that I think that's it's a little bit under the radar and maybe just because there are you know with the Michael Thomases and the and uh, of the world out there and, and all of that I mean it, this is really is one of the better wide receiver duos yeah in in all of the league and I think it kind of goes I think it kind of goes a little bit under the radar you know Definitely. I'm a Marvin Jones fan. I have been for a long time. And Galladay is, he's entering elite territory. The guy's tremendous. And yeah, Amendola, the chain mover. And then TJ Hawkinson, I think, I think this guy could be a top five tight end this year. If he is healthy, he has the talent. He was taken eighth overall in the draft. They love this kid. They're going to play him as much as possible. I think he's going to be awesome. 17 to 1 to get Matthew Stafford as the overall passing yards leader. Now, I know you aren't as high on the yards as you are on the touchdowns. This is a guy, if you look at the projection systems out there, guys, I mean, he is kind of steady in the top six to eight as far as the various projection systems out there as to yardage total on the season that he's going to throw for. So, should he exceed expectations and projections? Which would be that which would not be that hard, we don't think, in this offense or whatever. Again, getting a 17 to 1 on him to be the overall passing yards leader. But 
again, just a team that we're all over here really do like a lot about what's going on with this Detroit Lions team. And to close out the division here, the Minnesota Vikings, they bring in Gary Kubiak as offensive coordinator. Adam Zimmer and Andre Patterson are going to take over the defense. They signed a defensive tackle in Michael Pierce that was going to be a difference maker, but he opted out. They traded away Stephon Diggs, as you well know, but they did address all kinds of needs there in the, in the draft. So they went out, they got Justin Jefferson, a wide receiver out of LSU to replace that, to replace Stephon Diggs. They went out and got a cornerback and Jeff Gladney in the first round. They were, they were, uh, they lost Xavier Rhodes. So Jeff Gladney, a guy didn't come in. Honestly, Rhodes was kind of losing it anyway, if we're being perfectly honest. They got an offensive tackle in the second round. They got another corner in the third round. They used all three of their fourth-round picks on defense as well. And, Brett, when we kind of look at how they went about this, I think that was probably correct. Because if you look at the offense here, it was actually fairly efficient last year. I mean, it wasn't eye-popping numbers. But if you look at the efficiency rate, if you go over to Pro Football Focus and you really kind of dig into the numbers here, with what Kirk Cousins did, how Dalvin Cook ran the ball, and the production that you got out of Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen and even the guys that had to fill in once Thielen was kind of nicked up and things like that, it was actually a very efficient offense. The leak was actually more on the defensive side, and they went out and addressed the hell out of that. Yeah, and that's a rare thing with the Vikings. Usually a very strong defensive team, and that you know that's what you get with Mike Zimmer, but... Yeah, they were they were very good offensively last year, and that was with a, a really a struggling offensive line, which should be improved this year. But yeah, they do lose Diggs. Um, that's going to be a bit. I mean, that's the guy who takes the you know that takes the cover off. So I mean, that's that's a huge piece of their offense. So how will they be able to replace him? Uh, looks like BC Johnson is going to be starting at wide receiver to start the year. We're not going to even see a whole lot of Justin Jefferson to start right away. So that yeah, the dig the Diggs loss is huge. Yeah, Jefferson, here's the thing about Jefferson, which I think is going to to work into this offense pretty well, is the fact that he, you know, he did the most of his damage at LSU out of the slot. And what this can do is it takes Adam Thielen out of the slot and allows him to kind of use that big body of his and get get more out, you know, running more routes on the outside. And I think he's probably better there. You know, I think he probably is better for this offense on the outside than he was having to run so many of those routes and stuff out of the slot. So um, I think Jefferson really does add for them that, that he's able to kind of step into that slot role, move Thielen on the outside far more often. And as you mentioned, apparently BC Johnson, and again, we see all the reports have been glowing. We know no one's ever, no one's put out a report and been like, man, this team looks like trash, but like no one's done that. But all the, uh, all the reports about BC Johnson in the, his second year in the NFL has been that he took a really, really, really big step. Yeah, he was, he was, he was good when he got opportunity last year my question is how much 11 personnel are they going to run out of because they have two good tight ends Kyle Rudolph is still pretty good and I love this Irv Smith so if we see them in a lot of 12 personnel I don't know how much we'll see out of Justin Jefferson early on I think he'll become more they'll rely on him more as we get into the season he learns the offense more but I yeah I'm I'm gonna wait and see with Jefferson I don't have a whole lot of exposure to him in fantasy certainly and I are there props on Jefferson I don't think I've there there I doubt there no there are a couple props on him I actually one of the ones that I really like here and I don't have this list in the sheet so we'll just go ahead and talk about it out of uh out of turn here but there was a a receiving touchdown prop out there that was up for a while I think you might can still find it at fan duel but if you take a look i'm like all on the, i would say under 
on anything involving Justin Jefferson if you're if you're betting. Like if you can find yeah. any if you can find any sort of unders on this team, this is a run first team always. And so if you can if you can find unders on him, I would definitely do that because I don't again, he's probably only gonna play forty percent of the snaps ish something like that depending on you know if they're if they're leading and stuff so yes something to consider there 28 to 1 at fox bet to win the super bowl if you are looking at the win totals on this team nine flat at DraftKings and fox bet if you want the over plus 123 if you want the under minus 120 it is at eight and a half over at FanDuel. over of minus 165 brett and under of plus 140 so if you look at these, like the over on the nine flat is plus 123 at DraftKings. The over on the eight and a half at FanDuel is minus 165. So really interesting numbers when you take a look at those right there. I mean, listen, this schedule is not necessarily easier or harder than anybody else that's on out there. It kind of falls right in the middle, like we were talking about with the Packers. But when the initial lines came out, they were favored in 10 of the 16 games that were listed on their schedule here. But I mean, you take a look at how this, this cranks up and you and I have, have not been shy to talk about our Colts love here. If you guys listen to our podcast, we really think the Colts are, are good. I don't think the Packers are going to be a pushover at all. I think they will regress. I don't think they're going to be a pushover. So you look at how things start out Packers, Colts, Titans, Seahawks in four of their first five games, there is a Texans game in there as well i mean you kind of look at that and if the vikings aren't really firing on all cylinders with the four out of five games being packers colts titans and seahawks they could be two and three after five games they could be and this is what I, this is what i'm saying i think detroit could definitely be leading this division after four or five games i would not be surprised at all to see that this is yeah the, the vikings start off really tough and it's how do they how do they adjust to a slow start is what we'll have to see. I mean, if they start five and oh, they're going to win the division. Yeah. Just, even if they start yeah. four and one, I mean, that's, and, and if I had to bet on a team to win this division, I think the Vikings are the best team, but I don't, I don't love the price. I think for value, the, the lions are by far the best, the best bet in this division right now. To make the playoffs, yes, minus 120 at FoxBet. No, plus 112 at DraftKings. Uh, I don't see any value on either side right there. So uh, nothing nothing for me. Having to having to lay 120 or only getting back 112, I, I don't see any value. What about you? Same. Yeah, I'm off. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a bet that's going to be in my account. Kirk Cousins passing yards, 3,800 and a half at DraftKings. That comes in at minus 110. 30, uh, under would be at 3,850 and a half. So only a 50-yard difference over at Fox Bet. But if you, you know, take the free 50 yards if you want to bet the under. Uh, 3,603 yards last year in 15 games, Brett. But he did go 4,298 in all 16 games in 2018. Now, there will be, there is a new offensive coordinator in town this year. There is no Stefan Diggs, however. How much will this offense change? They were 29th in the league in passing rate. They only passed 52% of the time. And if you guys are well aware, this is a passing league in the NFL these days. And you pass more than 52% of the time, not the Vikings. 29th in pass rate. Now, that could be a product of this team was 
rarely trailing. Like it, it, they were either they were leading actually for forty seven percent of their snaps. So I mean, you know, a lot of games are you're tied for a bit. So like, just think about that. So nearly half of their snaps they were leading, and then of course they were they were tied for another healthy percentage of the snaps as well. So they were not trailing very often last season. So maybe what do you think? I mean, like maybe that had something to do with the fact that they, that they ran the ball as much as they did. Could be. Yeah. I mean, I know Stefanski loves to run the football and loves to use play action and now he's not there anymore. Well, I, I don't know enough about Gary Kubiak. I, I don't follow him closely enough to know what to expect from him this year though. Yeah. For me, this is a clear, clear pass because I just don't know one. Yes. We don't know enough about the offense as it is under Kubiak. And then two, just for me, um, you know, Diggs loss, while I do think Jefferson is a is a guy that's going to be a, a really solid contributor in the NFL, you, you can't just sit here and say that losing Stephon Diggs is, is not a massive, massive loss for this team. And so with that and that number being where it's at, I think it's probably about right. You know, I think it's probably about on kind of in that. I think Kirk Cousins falls somewhere between that 3,700 and 3,900 range more times than not. And so with it, when we're sitting here looking at 3,800 or 3,850 as the numbers that we have to bet, that's just a pretty clear pass to me. Same. Passing touchdowns, 24 and a half at both DraftKings and FanDuel. If you're looking at those, the over minus 102, the uh, the under minus 110 at DraftKings, another pass for me for the same th- same reason that I just said with all that, but Brett, I mean, for me, I think I'm really looking here at Dalvin Cook if I want to get on any player props for this team. Rushing yards, the over, you would bet the over over on DraftKings at 1050 and a half. If you wanted the under 1075 and a half over at Fox Bet. But there's a lot of uncertainty right now with Dalvin Cook. We know he was not happy coming into camp as it was anyway. He's been in and out of practice as things go. And they have two really good backups as well for the Vikings. When you look at Alexander Madison and even even Boone as well, they got two very capable guys who can tote the mail in in Mike Boone and Alexander Madison. So I don't know, man. I really, really like leaning towards the under here on Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is going to be run for his offense. I think, you know, even if Cook doesn't play, they're, I think they're going to ride Madison. I think he's fantastic. So I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. So, yeah, I'm, I think this is going to be a running football team again. So that's the kind of the one that really uh, stood out to me here was kind of getting on the under on Dalvin Cook. I mean, I think that if he causes too much trouble and ends up, you know, giving them too much grief, when you got two really good backups like they've got, I mean, we've seen it before in the NFL, Brad. I mean, like if, if, if you cause too much trouble and you actually and there's actually good, solid backups behind you, we saw it in Pittsburgh when like when Le'Veon Bell was causing out of the trouble. And they're like, oh, well, you know, James Conner's pretty good. So we'll just we'll just ride James Conner. And he had a monster season. I, I would not if I was Dalvin Cook, I'd play my cards right. I'll just put it that way. Anyway, for me, uh, leaning towards the under here on uh, on Dalvin Cook. So no, no doubt about that. And that's where I'm going to be leaning on that but guys as always everything is written and everything all of our previews are over at thelines.com so be sure and head over there all of the very best uh, sportsbook signup offers are there as well so be sure and take advantage of those as you go about betting these futures because again there is a massive difference at a lot of these different places so you want to be sure and be taking advantage of all that apple spotify stitcher and google podcast at the lines us at PlayPix us you want to follow me at matt brown m2 if you want to follow brett at Brett Colson. Really do appreciate you guys listening. For Brett, I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week.